what's going on. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos, and I'm so excited that you're here. This podcast was designed for you if you are a woman entrepreneur who is incredibly driven and you want to be the one fully in charge of what your business looks like and therefore what your life looks like. We build businesses by design. I am so excited because today you are listening to the Great Eight series. I have dug into the archives of the Biz Women Rock podcast episodes from the past couple of years and literally handpicked, okay, well, not literally, virtually, I guess, handpicked eight of the best conversations that I've had over these past couple of years. Now, I'm bringing these specific eight to you for a couple of reasons. Number one, perhaps they got the most downloads over all of these years. And or perhaps they were just conversations that I keep finding myself referring to, whether in conversation with clients of mine, with women who are asking questions within the Biz Women Rock Facebook group, or honestly, just me remembering things as I go through along my own business journey. And I'm like, oh, I remember on the, on this episode, so-and-so said that, <laughs> which is sort of a long way of saying that there are so many amazing nuggets of wisdom within all of these episodes. And lastly, And really a big, big reason why I wanted to share the grouping of these eight episodes together is because they really embody what my true beliefs about business have become, that you are the one who gets to decide what your business looks like, and you have the freedom and the power to create what that is, and that the business that you're building is all about the inside journey. It is so much about who you are deciding to become and who you are evolving into and tapping into that at every step along the way. And that it's all okay, that your journey does not have to look like anyone else's. With that, I hope you enjoy each and every single one of these eight episodes, whether you listen to them when they originally came out or this is your first time hearing them. I really encourage you to turn up the volume and listen to the wisdom within. Dawn Frazier blew my mind on today's episode, and I know that you're going to feel the same way after listening. Because we're not just talking about the quote-unquote how to be a better speaker or how to build a speaking business. We're talking about storytelling, the art of a story of your story and how infusing your marketing, your website, your talks, and your conversations with your story is a seriously powerful way to grow your business. Why? Because sharing our stories gives us an opportunity to deepen connection. And it's that connection that drives the no love and trust factor through the roof. And it won't take you very long to see why Dawn is such a genius at storytelling. She's been teaching and coaching others on the power of storytelling for a long time. She works with The Moth. She has a show and upcoming podcast called Barbershop Stories. She's given a tremendous TED talk and works with so many entrepreneurs who want to better infuse storytelling into their business so they can have better results. 
During our conversation, Don walks us through the actual elements of a great story, the five beats or narrative arc, which will immediately make you think of your favorite movie and how well they followed this formula. And we also get into being vulnerable, what questions to ask yourself when you know you want to share stories about yourself, but you don't quite know if you should or how you should. I even share about a super low moment I had in my business as a great example of how and when to share vulnerability. This episode itself has a beautiful narrative arc to it and will give you practical steps to start infusing your own story into your business immediately. Don makes storytelling in your business very practical and easy to translate into what you're showing up to do in your work every single day. So sit back and have an amazing time listening to this conversation with Don Frazier. Don, what's going on, girl? Hey, how's it going, Katie? <laughs> okay, fun little like behind the scenes reality check for you listening is that Don and I have been sitting here chatting for a long time, and I'm like, girl, we seriously, we have to stop. You're getting into the story already, and I'm so curious. I'm such an inquisitive person, which is why I'm perfect for a podcast interviewer. So I'm like, just I have to force us both to stop. Let's just stop. Let's just press record and let's get into the story. So I'm so honored that you're here today. I had the pleasure of meeting you at Podcast Movement in the summer of 2017 and immediately fell in love with you. We were introduced by by the fabulous Hillary Hendershot, another awesome Women Rock community member. And I just immediately... You just have this vibrant and soft charm about you that I don't know any other way to put it. You just glow, which I really, really was attracted to. And so I was actually really excited that you were like, Hey, so what about if I come on the podcast to talk about this? And I was like, Oh my God... That is so perfect. So we're going to be here. The intention of today's show is to really talk about storytelling. And I really don't feel like I could have had anyone better on to talk about this than you. This is a topic I've been wanting to talk about, wanting to bring to the Biz Women Rock community for a long time because I feel... As you and I were discussing before, it's become a buzzword in business and like use your story and do all that sort of stuff. But I am I, I'm so happy to have you here because we're gonna demystify that and, and make it real. Like what does that actually mean and how do you what are the elements of good storytelling and how do you apply it to your business? So I would love to hear a little bit about your story. Why are you someone who has become so passionate and teaches and works in the space of storytelling? Yeah, thanks. That was an awesome introduction, Katie. That was, that was awesome. Totally unscripted. <laughs> I think I just need to have you like introduce me for like any time <laughs> that I have going on. I'll, awesome. I'll be your MC intro person. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, I think that the you know, it's funny because storytelling was something that I really stumbled into. I didn't realize that it was something that was like happening my entire life that I was interested in, that I was passionate about. But it started to become a little bit more of a trend when I started paying attention to what, what it was that I was actually doing and the things that I was like passionate about. And it started off when I was like actually in college. I sat on the admissions committee for, uh, I went to undergrad at UCLA. And when I was there, I sat on the undergraduate admissions board, like actually just reading people's applications. And when I was like reading through these applications, I was like, oh, this is fascinating. These people have great stories. They have great vision. And some of the applications were awesome. And some of them totally sucked. (laughs) 
totally, totally sucked. And for those that sucked, I realized that I wanted to help them actually like kind of find their story, find the reason why they're actually applying to this particular university as opposed to another one. So I opened up my first kind of consulting business. And this is when I was about like 22 years old. And it was specifically looking at how to get your application in a better shape for, for college and for university. And it was one of those things where I was really trying to dig into people's leadership challenges, their goals, their strategies. But that was just the beginning, I realized, of what I really wanted to do, which was actually trying to find people's stories, bringing them out and finding the right way for it to apply to your business or to your personal development goals or your vision for advocacy in the future. So little by little, things started growing as I've grown in the field. But I would say that it all kind of started with that, with actually like looking at what are the admissions ways that people, the way that people can get into colleges and universities. Isn't that interesting? And the funny thing is, is that I bet that you didn't really even line up all those dots until, you know, a point in time when you're like, oh, what, what got me interested in this in the first place? And all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I was doing that back then. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was last year when I started thinking about, okay, what is my story as it relates yeah. to storytelling and getting into this? Yeah. And it was one of those moments that I reflected back on. I was like, oh wait, I was, I've been trying to do this for a while now that is actually a thing where people are getting up on stages and sharing stories and business and storytelling have become like intertwined as something that people really need in order to drive forward their business. It became one of those things where I was like, this is what I want to focus on. Yeah. I want to focus on people who are passionate about their business and they know that they're passionate about it. They know that they have some type of value that they're bringing to the table, but they're not always connecting the dots between the value that they're presenting and what it is that they're offering in terms of their service or their product. And so as I've gone from being in college to being an adult and being a business owner, I've now realized that I want to focus on the people who are in a similar vein that I am. Those women, those men who are actually looking to make change, make change in their businesses or promote a product and to do that authentically through using your story. And I love the fact that you are using your gift to be able to enhance what people can do. And it truly is a gift because, you know, this is not something like, oh, I had this interest all these years ago and yeah, quote unquote, I do this. I mean, you work for The Moth, which if you listening have not listened to The Moth podcast, it is a very, very well-known storytelling platform. It is pretty much done as, as like a live... Uh, if you imagine like a um, poetry jam, if you will, that's always how I imagine it in my head, like a poetry jam. And like there's people live in the audience and there's people getting up and telling stories. And that's the Moth Podcast. You work for them and you help... You do corporate training. You help develop the stories for people. And then you're doing this on your own as well. You have given a TEDx talk. I mean, there's so much history and experience that you really bring to the tables in this marriage of storytelling and business. So... I'd like to get into a little bit of the deconstructing of what this actually means. So instead of us saying, yes, weave your story into your business, like give us some examples of people that you've worked with or how you've seen it in your own storytelling for your business. Tell us what that actually means. Give us some examples of what that might mean to start weaving your story in or knowing what your story is or starting to storytell within your own company. Yeah, that's a great, great question. So I think that one of the key things that people need to look for when starting to understand like what is my story as it relates specifically to my business is finding those key moments in your own life when you actually have had some type of aha moment 
or something that's kind of set you into the motion of actually wanting to get into whatever field that you're wanting to get into. So in, in storytelling, there's something that we call the five beats. Uh, it's also known as narrative arc. Um, and if you look at any great story, any great movie, any great novel, there's a structure to that story or to even a podcast if it's a, if it's a narrative form podcast. So when you look at that format, I'll, I'll break it down for you um, in terms of like what it is and then where your memories and where your thoughts might actually be interjected into this story arc and how it all kind of comes together. When you're looking at like narrative structure, what we call the five beats, the first beat of, of a story is this is a setup. What is happening before anything takes place? What is life like in the normal? The second beat is what we call the inciting incident. And this is typically a time, a moment in life that you remember because it's a break from the norm. Mm. So something starts that either is tragic or something happens that is great or something happens that you just you speak to somebody and you realize that you want to try something different. But typically the inciting incident for most people is a moment in their time, in their lives, where they remember something important or something happens that's important and kind of sets this, this tra- trajectory into motion. The third beat or the third section of a story is what they call like the raising of the stakes. It's also called the crisis of the story. And in that part of the story, we, we see typically the protagonist, which is you, the person telling the story, trying to figure things out. You're trying X, you're trying Y, you're trying Z, and nothing is quite working out for you. And that is the crux of the majority of stories. Because if you think about what stories are about, it's really about people trying to figure things out and mm-hmm. not quite getting there or setting your intentions one way and reality is hitting you smack dab in the ass and like not letting you get what you want. Right. And so the majority of your story is really that, that crisis mode, trying to figure things out until finally, thank God, there's like the fourth beat. There's the Oprah Winfrey aha moment. <laughs> aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> it's there's finally some type of break in the action where you see some type of insight. And typically that fourth beat is also a memory that we have. It's something that somebody has said to us or it's something when we finally started to get that break in our business or we started to do a strategy that we started to see some type of change. And then afterwards, there's the fifth beat, just the resolution conclusion of your story. And typically when I'm coaching people and working with people to tell their stories, we want to make sure that that last part of the story, that fifth beat is connected back to either your controlling idea. So if you're a business owner, you want to make sure that you're starting off with a controlling business, controlling idea, or it's basically like your expertise, right? Like it's going to end up showing like, this is why I know this stuff and I can turn around and share it with you. And so that, that resolution or conclusion kind of shows that and it's now connected to that. Is that correct? Yes, exactly. It's now, it's now connected to that resolution or it's connected to your call to action. Right. You know, a lot of people are using storytelling as consultants or in finance or whatever it may be as a way to let people understand who they are, like what value are they bringing to the table? But then the call to action is, okay, great. Now let's take this next step. Right. Got it. And so that's all part of that resolution, that conclusion. And so when people start to like, look at what is your story, the first thing that you want to look at are what are those moments in time that are extremely memorable? What is a moment that I will never forget? Mm. Or what is a moment when things really changed for me? 
And if you start off with that moment, you, you can think about it in so many different ways, right? So if I were to ask you, Katie, like, what's a moment that you will just never forget or a moment that things really changed for you? And it could be anything personal. It could be professional. It could be in your business. I mean, there's a, there, there's a gazillion of them, but the one that sticks out to me the most is in the summer of 2016 when I took myself on a Katie retreat. And I finally sat myself down after having a 9-month-old and a business that I had sort of been doing part-time and basically said, what am I doing? What is this going to be? What can I do? What do I love doing? How can I best serve? And that was the moment when I actually created like a very realistic business strategy and then went forward and started moving on it and um, did all the rest. This is perfect. Uh, and then, you know, the rest is, you know, the, the crisis or, you know, kind of the figuring it out was the, what actually happened, the results that have been coming through because of all of that. But, but that was basically a, a significant moment in the Biz Women Rock business, that Katie retreat. That's why I do the, the retreat, actually, because I want to give that to everyone. Awesome. Awesome. And that's like exactly how, like, you know, so if you were to start the story, you have this beautiful memory of going on this Katie retreat, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that you automatically start to do is you start to think about the significance. Yeah. So one of the things you mentioned is like, it was important for you because you started doing business woman rock. You started really getting authentic and intentional about your goals. Yep. But that exact same moment could be thought about in so many different ways ways. Absolutely. That one moment could be turned into so many different versions of a story. So when you think about moments that are important to you and that that are memorable, think about like, A, if I were to ask you, what was the personal, like if you had a personal transformation as opposed to something that affected your business, Mm -hmm. what was a personal change that came about from that moment? From from that moment, um, yes. the decision to spend two days during the work week at home with my daughter, two days a week being mommy. Beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. So that's one thing that we're going to hang on to. It's like you have this opportunity, personal ability now to hang on to that time with your daughter and mm-hmm. your family. Great. Mm-hmm. The second idea or the way to think about this moment is your external relations. Like how did things from this particular moment influence either your business or your external relationships, your partnerships? Anything that happens like outside of you personally, Katie. Right, right, right. Uh, I would say that it helped clarify what a lot of those relationships were and where they really where they stood in my life. For example, like it got really clear about what relationship I did or did not have with my husband's business because I was I had intentions for my own thing. So, you know, it, it started clearing those boundaries pretty quickly. For people who immediately in that short term became clients, it was immediate like what those relationships were really like, what who I was now versus who I who I was to them and who they were to me versus a month prior, it wasn't that clear. So there was just a lot of clarification on who I was in relation to others and who others were in relation to me. Awesome. Beautiful. And then the third thing to think about would be like, how did this one moment affect your worldview or your, your larger perspective on what you wanted to achieve in life or what you wanted to achieve in your business or your vision? It made me see that anything is possible. Like with clarity, with quiet time, and with pulling answers from your soul, 
anything in, in the right action and strategy, anything is possible. That's what it, and I've seen that over the past year and a half. Awesome. Yeah. I'm fitting right into your story perfectly. You guys, this stuff works. It totally works. It totally works. works. But it's so, I love you for this because I can't even tell you, I'm getting goosebumps this whole time speaking this stuff because I, I really believe the power in story is feeling the power first in yourself because, and you are so genius at pulling this out. I'm just really experiencing this because I'm having goosebumps. This is a moment I lived. I've talked about this moment a lot. I've talked about that retreat a lot. I've talked about how it was really a a great starting point uh, in a moment in my business, but I've never expressed it in this way, answering these types of questions. And it brings a whole new level of emotion and purpose to what that's all about. And I could see it as a packaged, if you will, this beautiful packaged story that can really deliver the emotion of why I do what I do. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's why we do this. Because if you look at these these three ways of thinking about your story, you really get into the emotion of why am I doing this? Or why is this passionate to me? Or why did I even remember this in the first place? And if you're able to tap into that and then really streamline, okay, if I want my story to be more about the personal goals and the personal transformation, then at the beginning of the story, you can talk about the fact that you didn't have that space, that you didn't have that ability to be with your family and you were just hustling or doing whatever you were trying to do. I was in chaos. I wasn't, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. (laughs) I was like throwing spaghetti on the wall. That's what I was doing. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so that's your before. That's before you actually get to this point in the story where you're going on this retreat and you, you have this Katie day. And of course we know what the after is because you already articulated it, that that you were able to like have more personal time with your family, with Sedona and your beautiful birds and your husband. (laughs) (laughs) Donna's commenting about my birds, my Facebook lives with Sammy, my bird on my shoulder all the time. (laughs) I gotta say, I love the bird. I I love Sammy. I I I gotta throw him in there. Oh, I love it. But yeah, and I'm seeing that just how power... And it's a subtle but incredibly powerful difference. And this is so... I want to bring this back to the realities and the practicalities of how we as businesswomen are showing our faces out there, how we're marketing, how we're writing emails, how we are showing up for Facebook Lives. Like, If you can take the time and ask yourself these, these questions and figure out what this story is you can show up so much more powerfully in every single one of those mediums. Exactly. Exactly. Be it if you're doing a Facebook Live, if you're in a business meeting and you're really trying to figure out like, what do I need to convey to my listener? Like, what might they be thinking about me? And what story might match the goal of what I need to prove to them that shows them as opposed to just telling them? Because the thing is like in in a lot of business talk, what happens is we tell people, we tell people, oh, I'm a great leader. We tell people like, you know, I can be, I can do every single thing that you need for this particular project. But instead of telling people, we need to start showing people. Yes. And the best way to show people what you're about and what you can do and what you stand for is through a story. And a lot of business people get really worried at thinking, well, I don't have the time to tell a story or how much time can I afford to tell a story before people are wondering what I'm getting at. And that's a, that's a great thing because a great question, because people will need a little bit more time to get into your story. Yeah. It's not a necessarily a 30 second pitch that you can just, you know, no, but if you start to think about it and if you structure it in a way where you have a little bit of a setup, you show people something that happens that sets you into some type of motion. And then you have this crisis of your story 
where you're trying to figure things out, but then you're leading them to an aha and whatever that aha is should align with whatever it is that you need your listener to know, to believe, to understand about you, about your services, about your products. If you're able to align those things all up and put them together, then it will significantly change the way that you're able to communicate, the way that you're able to persuade. People will just want to listen to you. They'll just want to be able to connect with you. And that's the key. I'm loving this. This is so timely. And you and I, before we started recording, talked about one element of this that is vulnerability. And I want to bring us back to this conversation because it's a very real one. And this hit me hard when you said... People are so used to being told, like, or you're showing up in, I'm going to call it teaching or telling. You said telling. You can show up and you can tell someone, here's how you do this. Here's how you do this. And if you're in the space of, if you're a businesswoman and you're in the space of any sort of education, like if you're, if you're giving education or information to people and that is the, a, the valuable thing, right? And it's making you to be this expert. It's, this is the moment of making that powerful shift of, Stop telling and start showing. Right. That just hit me right between the eyes. And it relates to this idea of vulnerability because all of a sudden, when you tell, I could give you that script and it's called, great, here are the 10 steps to do A, B, and C. And everyone and their mother who's exactly like you can give that script. And it's not different. It's all the same. Do you want to know how to grow your business? Me and 100 other people lined up right next to me will tell you the exact same step-by-step, right? It's all... I mean, there's business concepts are pretty darn basic, all right? And they're pretty universal. The difference is in how you're telling and sharing and showing the story and why you are someone whose technique is worth paying attention to. I love that differentiation. And so... Tell us a little bit about this. How much of ourselves do we share? Great. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, and you know, like this is a big topic of mine and especially recently because I have always been some... Let me give you a little bit of a background, a, a backdrop. So I recently went through a very major, holy crap, should I be in business anymore moment. And this is the first time I'm sharing this on the podcast. By the time this airs, this will have been a few weeks, uh, maybe even a few months later. But here's what happened is that I experienced what I think many, many businesswomen experience, which is I'm so far away from a particular goal that I have created, Uh which immediately got me focused on the gap between where I was and where the goal was. And I started having negative emotion towards that gap. Like, Uh what's wrong with me that I can't hit this goal? What's wrong? Like, just negative crap, right? Really negative self-talk. And... Normally, I can identify that self-talk and then I can move it along and see that it's just negative self-talk and let it go down the stream. But this time, it didn't happen. This time, it was sticking, yeah. which, which moved me into a different phase of, well, now let me go look at what everyone else is doing and let oh. me remind myself how they are so awesome and I am crappy, right? I mean, just horrible. Right. And then that moved me into the third phase, which was, wait, let me take a look at everything that I'm doing and question everything. And is this even right? Is this even valuable? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, just horrible. And then the last phase was literally so pathetic and real, which was, why am I here in this world? Like that <laughs> world question, right? Yep. And I, I, I can laugh about this now, but in the moment, it was incredibly painful. Like incredibly like, what am I doing, right? So what I recognized, there were a lot of ahas that I have. By the time you are listening to this, I have since shared a lot of these ahas. But one of the biggest aha was that so much of who I am, my sweet spot on where I live in business it, and what I constantly get 
told back to me. But ultimately, it's because I know in my heart that this is where I love to show up naturally, Mm -hmm. which is this space of we're all real, right? So how do I play that card of how can I be an expert and be someone with true gifts to give and also be real and show my vulnerability and show that I really struggle sometimes, right? Yeah. So what I have just come to to practice and what I'm practicing ever since this moment happened has been, let me just practice telling some stories and telling some stories in a way where I know that my job is not to tell, not to teach the strategy of business. Uh I've got a lot of gifts to share there that I can turn around, but it is about sharing my story and how I just by someone of nature of being introspective and can create something new that works in my business. And I'm really excited. I can turn around and share the story and share the tool and share the resource. It doesn't have to be me telling and me selling in that space. You know what I mean? That was amazing. So I I wanted to give that backdrop because... A, that really is a perfect example of being vulnerable <laughs> and probably a perfect case study of what that might look like. But B, because you listening may or may not be in a space where you can where you feel comfortable to share as much as I do. I am very comfortable Aww. sharing. I definitely have fears just like everyone else, but I definitely am more comfortable sharing a lot of vulnerable stuff about me. You may not necessarily be there. So I want to hear, Don, how y- what you would recommend to somebody listening who wants to share more of themselves and what what they can do to find their own kind of comfortable space of being, being able to be vulnerable and share and what the power of that really is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, first of all, just thank you for, for sharing your own story because, you know, I know that a lot of women listen to your podcast. A lot of people see you on stage and they probably have no idea that you're also struggling with the same type of concepts, the same type of ideas of business growth and strategy that a lot of people who are just starting off are. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea how powerful that is for people to know that because they're going to want to work with you even more understanding that you're, you're being real with them. Yeah. You are teaching as you are learning it and as you are experiencing it. So before I fully answer your question, I want to ask you, how did you come to the other side? How did you, how did you process all of these negative emotions, these thoughts, looking at others? What were you doing to, to get past that? Such a great question, which I have actually... There are certain steps that I followed. I got really quiet with myself. My husband was away for a weekend, a long weekend. And so it was just me and my daughter. And I I was incredibly unproductive. I did nothing productive. I just hung out with her. And when she was asleep, I was journaling. I was Mm -hmm. meditating. I was listening. I'm a big fan of Oprah's podcast. I was listening to Oprah's podcast. It's very soul-fulfilling for me. And I was talking and hearing myself talk with the very, like the inner circle, right? Like the two or three people that I can really talk to in those really dark moments. Um, And so a lot of that stuff and the answer and asking myself a lot of questions in that journal, journaling especially. And that's where a lot of those answers would really emerge. Great. Awesome. Because for, for different people, the process of actually like finding and telling and what story I want to tell, it is a very personal process. One of the first things I tell people is that whenever you don't know, like, am I comfortable with the story? Am I not comfortable with the story? The first thing to think about is, am I potentially telling the story from a scar or a wound? Oh, interesting. What's the difference there? I think I know, but explain that. A wound is still open. A wound is something that is still open. It's very fragile. If if you cannot talk about something without breaking down, then it, 
you need to go to therapy or you need to be able to talk to a friend or you need to be able to journal or if it's something really traumatic like death in a family, for example, or possibly even divorce for some people, you need some time to be able to process really hard and heavy things. And then when it becomes a scar, when a scar is something where you can say, this was the time that I fell on my ass and I, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I can look back at it and I can see this mark on, on my arm that is from that moment. But let me tell you, I survived it. Yep. So the first thing I think about is like, how fresh is this story to you? Mm. Do you first need to heal from it? And if you need to heal from it, remember that if you're telling your story in any type of public forum, the goal is to be able to inspire, to engage, to persuade, not for people to feel uncomfortable and feel sorry for you. So the first thing to think about is, have, have I healed fully from this? Can I tell a story from a place where I can take people to another another place because I've healed from it? Or do I still need to, to go through my own healing process? And if I you need to go through your healing process and then figure out what that is for you, is it talking with your homegirls and your homeboys? Is it journaling? What is it? You know? Got it. Um, the second thing to think about is what exactly do I need to share from this particular story and what will it do for me if I can share it? So for example, a lot of people in business, they have different, they have different stories. They have different ideas about what their story might be. And the thing is, if you have something that you've gone through and something that you've seen that could potentially bring your listener to another place, then definitely try to share it. First, share it with your friends, your colleagues, the people who are close to you, and then see how they respond. See if they're actually kind of, if they're getting it, if they're understanding what your, your message is. Because the chances are, similar to what you just did, Katie, with sharing your own story, is you get out there, people have no idea what your story might be. And then all of a sudden, you realize that they're a lot more connected with me than I ever imagined. Yeah. So... Test it out. Like, you know, if you feel like your story is something that you have healed from, then test it out first with a loving source and then see like specifically, does this directly relate to the message or the idea that I want my listeners to hear? And if it is, chances are you need to tell that story. Yes. You definitely need to tell that story and continue to like play around with the different meanings. Was it an internal shift for me? Was it an external shift for me? Did it change my worldview? So sometimes when you're looking at your story, you don't have to include everything. There might be some parts of the story that you don't want to include. And that's perfectly fine. The way that I like to make an analogy is, is uh, we've all been to like, you know, a Chipotle, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to Chipotle, you're making your burrito, you know, you choose some beans, you choose some rice, you choose a protein, you choose some salsa, right? But you see everything that's out on the countertop, right? Imagine uh, your story and your life are all these different pieces of this countertop. But when you're telling your story, you want one type of protein, you want one rice. Got it, got it. You want one cheese, you want one salsa. All the stuff is still out there. When you try to put together the story in a different way, you might pick a different meat or you might pick a different type of salsa. And you can put it together that, 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 that your experiences in different ways to see how it tastes, how it feels. Is it, is it feeling like it's actually... I'm going like to dub this the storytelling burrito. That's what we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> That's going to be this. What is your storytelling burrito? What is the flavor today? <laughs> right, right. I love that though. It's, it, it, the visual is so true. Okay, so we need to ask ourselves, have we healed from it? And then why do we need to share the story? And then ultimately like knowing is there... I love that you're really getting it back to 
the purpose for telling a story isn't just for you to sort of release it, right? It's all it's ultimately for you to bring your listener, bring your clients, bring your the the audience, the people who are listening to you, who are interested in your story, bring them to a, a higher place. I really love that. Cuz that doesn't often especially in this world of like I can get on Facebook Live quick and be, like everything's fast. I can kind of have a catharsis quick if I want to do this, right? Yeah. But that's not the point. The point is is to allow the catharsis to bring the watcher, the listener, the person listening to the story to a new place. And so, uh, by the way, I knew this. So what I did after this experience is I turned around and I shared it. I had a, an idea of wh- what that burrito was uh-huh. that I wanted to share. And I shared it with my Biz Women Rock Academy. I did a Facebook Live in there because that was a safe space. Those are super intimate, you know, paid membership community that I have. It wasn't. I even told them straight up. I was like, I'm actually, I'm sharing it with you because I'm partially, I'm scared to share this with the giant community right now. But I'm, right. I, you know, these are the ladies who know me. They've worked with me. They're super involved in the community, and and they were wonderful. But I knew that that part of that burrito needed to be what can I what lessons can I share that I discovered that I know will benefit them that that will have an impact on them that they can either take and go use in their businesses or they can it can impact their personal life or whatever it is like you know if if we were looking like at a music score it's like you're ending on a high note right oh the crescendo yeah the crescendo thank you yes yeah so it's it's that it, it doesn't mean that every story has to end with like a high happy story but it's like I was conscientious of turning around and telling the story in a way that ended on the high note. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's truly the goal is to figure out like, you know, is, is this a story that I can tell that's actually going to lead my listener or my customer in a place where they feel more connected and more in association with my brand and my products and my services? Or is it a story that doesn't need to be told? Yeah. You know, so, but if you're able to identify that and actually test it out and see if it, if it works, you know, as you mentioned in your smaller community and it, it, if it works good, the more that you start to tell it, the more that you start to own it. Yes. And the more that you're able to own your story, the more that you're able, that you're able to, to start to get into that place where you start to feel it. And when you start to feel it, others will start to feel the, the energy of that story as long as you're taking them on that path towards victory or it doesn't have to be victory. It just can, sometimes it just can be an insight. Yes. Yep. You know, like stories don't have to, like you said, it doesn't have to end on like this super high note, but it does have to end on a place where I realized something needed to change or I needed to change or my strategy needed to change. And I haven't maybe figured it all out yet, but I do know this, whatever this is, you know, it's one of those things that people, it's storytelling is, is the oldest, greatest form of communication. And it's how we learn about each other. It's, it's, it's interesting because you can tell people, continue going on, continue striving for your goals, or you can share with them the story about you really trying to figure things out, feeling like you're falling flat on your face, you know, not feeling all that great about your income or feeling great about where you are in your life. And then noticing that there's more, that there actually is more that you can do, but I need to do X, Y, and Z. I need to change up my strategy. Yep. I need to find a coach. I need to do whatever I need to do. And when I did that, that's when I started to see the light. I started to see a new change, a new paradigm. And that's the power of the story. And that just encompassed it all right there. And you keep saying this word and I want to drive this home to make sure that you listening really hear this. At the end of the day, for me, what it's about, and I, I, I know that you'll agree with this, it's about connectedness. 
And so when you ask yourself, well, what... Okay. Is it worth the time to do this? Like, I just, I need, I need more people, I need more clients, you know, or I want to convert more people, or I want to do whatever. The power of this, yes, is, <laughs> yes, of course, there's like, okay, here's where you, you know, you can talk about your call to action after this part of the story or whatever it is, but it's more about the connectedness. It's more about people feel like they're connected to me. You know, people feel when you are telling your story, people feel like they're connected to you. And truthfully, you know, if we want to get real giant soul universe here, it's like we're all connected. And so these are just opportunities for people to recognize that. And when people feel connected to you, they trust you. I always talk about the no love and trust factor, right? And it's not even no like and trust anymore. It's no love and trust. And when you can create opportunities for people to feel connected to you and for you to connect with them, that no love and trust factor can like skyrocket quickly too. Very um, quickly. So that's when it can start really showing results for your business that you know you you have deeper relationships, you have deeper connectedness and that stuff results in more clients, more customers, more people interested in what you're doing. And that's that's where it kind of that's where like the like that it makes the reality check. That's where it is. Oh, absolutely. I think there hasn't been a single person that I've worked with who after starting to really apply storytelling in all aspects of their business and their sales and their pitches and their presentations and just their communication, every single person that I've spoken to, once they started adopting storytelling strategies, their business has just grown. Yeah. I, I can see why. It's so obvious. It is so obvious. But I want to make sure as we conclude this conversation, I want to make sure that you listening really hear that it's not an airy-fairy topic. Like This is really something to take seriously and to just practice. Don gave some really good kind of step-by-step instructions about how to organize a story or what those elements of the story were. And even if you really want to tell stories that are intimate about yourself, how to go about like some processes for how to go about doing that. So this can be turned around really quickly if you just start asking yourself some questions and get yourself in the space to showing up a little differently, whether that's what what are you going to put in your email tomorrow that you're going to send out? You know, what are you going to what are who are you going to interview on your podcast? You know, what what are you going to put out on social media on that particular post? So it can show up in very real ways very quickly. So uh. absolutely. And that's that's totally the key, Katie. Because as you said, like finding the story is about it's about the emotion. Yeah. Right? And like we like, for example, you're in a business of like coaching people, right? And like really trying to find more clients. So if you're looking at the specifics, somebody may not specifically know what it's like to try and go out and find a coaching client or to be struggling in a business. But we all have had that emotion of feeling like, oh my God, I'm failing at, at, my, at my work or I'm not succeeding or I'm, I need to do better. And so if you're able to connect to the emotional part of the story, that is a human emotion. Like everybody is going to be able to understand that. So even though you feel like it's specific to you, it's actually quite universal. And so like the more specific you can get in your stories, even if you think like, you know, like, I mean, I I remember when I started telling stories about my, my own life, I have a twin brother and he has, uh, he has a special, he has special needs. He has Down syndrome. And, and so I remember when I started telling my story, I was like, there is nobody who is going to relate to my story because literally my twin brother and I, Dwayne and Don, we are one in a million. (laughs) There's like one to three. In a million. And so I was thinking to myself, how am I ever going to find somebody who connects to this story about wanting to just, you know, show love and show compassion for a brother that is an equal? I was like, I, I don't know why I should even bother sharing this 
you know, part of my experiences, part of my stories. And when I did start sharing my stories, I started realizing that people would connect to different parts of the story for different reasons. And that's what happens is when you're telling your story, you don't know what the listener has experienced. You don't know what part of the story they might latch onto. But if you connect the emotional part of your story, there's going to be something that they feel in terms of that human connection. And they're just going to, to understand you, to get you and want to just be connected and understand you more and to engage with you more. And so as I started sharing more of my stories with my twin brother, people would come up to me afterwards after a story. Oh my God, I really connected to the idea of, of just loving somebody who has a special need. Or another person was like, oh, I was also in track and field. Part of my story was about track and field. Um, so I was also in track and field and just that idea of sportsmanship and companionship on the while playing, you know, you just never know what somebody is thinking or they're going to latch onto them. But if you find that emotional connection, they're going to latch onto you. Yep. Oh, I love that. Well, I can't think of a better way to end this conversation that I actually feel could go on for quite some time. Oh, totally, uh, totally. I just thank you so much for being here. It's such appropriate timing for business, for this day and age when storytelling, we have such quick access and easy access to be able to share our stories. And so I really challenge you listening to take these principles and put them into action. And if you really want some serious assistance doing this, which I would highly recommend and getting it super clear and being able to turn around and make it really work for your business please connect with Dawn. I'm going to go ahead and put her link to her website and everything in the show notes. Dawn, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you, Katie. And I hope to see so much more success in your business because I know that now that you're sharing your story, <laughs> it's only going to start to blow up, lady. It's only going to blow up. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I never take it for granted that you, a very busy and high performing woman entrepreneur, listens to the Biz Women Rock podcast. If you got any value out of today's show, if there were any aha moments that you had, I would so appreciate you turning around and sharing it with another woman entrepreneur who needs that aha as well. From me and the entire Biz Women Rock team, we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>